Some random videos circulate the internet this weekend. They cause a lot of discussion. One of them involves a teacher in a high school beating up a student. Why did that happen? How did that happen? We're going to get into it. Another one where these two boys are having an argument and one calls one a derogatory term. We have our comments and thoughts about that. And then a chick records herself getting kissed down by an older man and shows great disdain for what appears he paid her to allow him to do to her so we're going to discuss that it's going to kind of be fun and interesting and crazy and all over the place a little bit random and then we're going to discuss some themes that stem from the movie falling down starring michael douglas and why it's important to be prepared for the world that we currently live in Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And like always, if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. And follow us on Twitter at hangingwithapes. Follow us now. So a little bit random episode. Uh, like a lot of little videos that we saw that kind of sparked a little bit of interest and so we're going to discuss a little bit about each one of those videos they're all kind of like weird and different and out there and then we had this conversation with somebody about things that stem from the movie falling down and he said something to us i guess it was like an older guy giving younger guys advice about well you know when you get in when you get to a certain age you're going to start feeling like this and you're going to understand this particular character's actions and they're going to make more sense to you. And then you had something to say and you had a response to it that I thought was very uh, sound and appropriate and a little bit outside of the box. So when we discuss all of that, what do you want to start off with? Good Lord. Let's start. Let's start light. So teachers whooping ass, taking names, I guess. That's that's starting life. <laughs> Let's start with that. So in, in Kyle, Texas, a high school substitute teacher, you could probably find this video online. It's circulating all over the place. Um, she is having a back and forth with a student, and it's verbal at first, and then the student decides to slap her, <laughs> and she beats the shit out of that student pretty much yep that that's i, I i'm wondering I, I would assume that he was misbehaving i can't figure out from like what i've read if the student is a he or a she because it looks like a he in the video but from what i read it was a she oh was it yeah, so I, I don't know. And then there there seems to be some inconsistency with the reporting because in some of the reports that I read, the student was special needs. 
and then in some I didn't read that that wasn't in there so it's sort of hard to to determine because like the reporting is very inconsistent yeah yeah I'm actually trying to look at the video to see but the kid has like a hoodie like a blue hoodie or something so it's kind of hard well regardless i guess it really doesn't matter if it's a he or a she what does matter is that the substitute teacher obviously is fired got arrested yeah well i guess okay you get slapped in the face right just that face value it's a teacher talking to a student um, I would assume by their by their uh, body language that maybe the student's not listening or or something is not. Yeah, it was it wasn't a good reason why the teacher was at the desk initially. Yeah, so I would assume. Let's assume, and let me see if I could put the so I don't get all loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's, she's whooping the crap out um, out of the kid. Um, the kids, I, I actually didn't, the clip that they have on world star doesn't show the kids slapping her. It just shows like the aftermath. And then you showed me the clip where like she gets slapped, the teacher reacts. Um, I think if you're a student and you slap, you punch or slap anyone, nothing good will come of this. I, I guess cause, cause it was in Texas and, uh, they, they said that they fired her. Yeah, immediately and, and she got arrested and yeah. all that and in a lot in in the comments a lot of people were saying if that if that was my kid i'd i'd go and like i'd beat that teacher up and this and that but i get like you know it being your child and like there being emotional response to that but at what point do you take accountability for what your kid just did like he hit he hit a teacher or she he or she hit a teacher and I don't know about anybody else, but it, the way that I grew up and, like, where I'm from, like, if you hit somebody in 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 a situation and in a realm where you ought not be hitting somebody, you should expect any sort of response, even, like, lethal response in some cases. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when and where did that change? And, like, why now would people be so adamant about, oh, well, she shouldn't be, no matter what, she shouldn't put her hands on on a student. Well, so are you saying she doesn't have the right to defend herself? Or yeah. what What exactly, you know? Now, would you say, because, you know, when the kid falls on the ground and then she stomps on, on, on his head or her head, I, we don't know. Do you think at that point it was like, well, shit, that kind of went overboard or. I think if you're talking in the realm of law enforcement, like let's say that was a law enforcement official. And, and at that point, the law enforcement official had gained compliance. Yeah, that would probably be excessive. But in a classroom like this teacher is not law enforcement. She's not a cop. She's not security. She's not none of that. <coughs> I mean, <coughs> do, do I think it's good she did that? No, I don't think it's good. But 
I know and I've been around and been in enough street fights and street situations where I know where like once somebody is going, they're going and like it doesn't really matter like like how subdued you are or out of the fight you are or you're waving the white flag, they're going to stomp you and do whatever they got to do. And that's my point. Well, yeah, because she wasn't just like. I would assume she didn't take an academy class like a officer would on the par- like okay this is what you can can't do right the, like the, that stuff only legally applies to law enforcement in a street yeah. fight like yeah until you're knocked the fuck out and you're out of it the fight is on you know what I'm saying and that's how a lot of people operate yeah and that's my point is where is the accountability from all these people commenting, oh, if that was my kid and, and that teacher better, teacher better not ever lay a hand on my kid or whatever. But we're like, yeah, but why are we just disregarding the fact that the kid hit the teacher? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it shows that there's different angles of the video. So definitely something that would be worth looking into. And the kid would have to have a very good reason to do it. No, I don't. I But like uh, the reason would be that the teacher puts their hands on you. That like... Yeah. For my kid, like, if, if I was raising a kid, I would be like, like, honestly, the way that I look at it is like, yeah, like, you deserve to get stomped the fuck out. Like, yeah. why'd you put your hands on her? Now, if yeah. she put her hands on you, 100%, you have every right in the world to, like, defend yourself. And I would never be upset with you for doing that. But yeah. at the same time, yes, would I like the fact that my child got stomped out by a teacher? No, but I would think about it logically and be like, well, I mean... This is how some people react. This is how some yeah. people respond. <laughs> and and yeah. you should know better. And I guess I should have did a better job teaching you that if and when you put your hands on anybody, yeah. expect the full retaliation of whatever it is that they have. Yeah. Men and women. Like, I see a lot of videos and in the world, I've seen it where like women will just be hitting the shit out of a guy, and some guys are very passive, and some guys show a lot of restraint. But there's times where guys will knock the fuck out of a woman, and they don't yeah. matter because you should not be putting your hands on that person. Yeah, and it becomes kind of an abuse abuse of 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 power in the sense of a woman. Like if if you know, because I've seen those videos before where she's like getting real greasy in his face, hitting him because she knows that. He cannot hit her due to well yeah like cannot according to who standard yeah. because because the law says you can defend yourself exactly and but I, it's this unwritten rule book of like oh you don't hit a lady but right. i mean not everyone goes the by way, that the unwritten rule book that i go by is that like i don't hit a lady first like yeah. i would never like no matter how many names she's calling me or like eh, or whatever or even if like she looks like she wants to fight me yeah like i would always show restraint but yeah like if you put your hands on me yeah Depending on like the level of familiarity and 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 where we're at and who you are and everything, like yeah, like I'll I'll t- put her down. Like I don't know if like I like necessarily punch her or anything, but I definitely put her down or take her down or because put her ass in a box. Because I, no, like you don't you don't have the right to hit me. Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean I wouldn't really even be as judgmental if if a girl just outright disrespects a man, hits him. Hard as fuck. 
Because just because you're smaller doesn't mean that you can't hit hard and that you like you slap somebody and like the guy reacts in a way where he's defending himself, hits her back. Oh, you hit me. Oh, you hit me. Well, you hit me first. Yeah. That's what you get. Don't do that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> shit, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. She's on the floor bleeding out. Don't do that. But, but like, and, and that's what I'm like, it would have to be like something just extreme or some shit like she was on some and 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 i mean why would a teacher do this but like like bullying him and all what are you gonna do what are you gonna do like you know what i mean like yeah because because as a kid you are more and and that's also a job as uh, as a parent to teach this to your child because as a kid you're obviously more willing to act out and 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 not be civilized in these types of situations where you're angry and things aren't going your way and just because you're not happy, you'll just start crying and fucking making a, 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 a scene and or in this case, you know, I slapped the shit out of a teacher. It's like, well, those that, are things that you learn from your parents too. And, and all that shit is fine and all, but like you can't expect the rest of the world to give a fuck about like yeah. that shit. Because I know I, I don't care like like when... when uh, I see or hear like tantrums, like yeah. like children tantrums or adolescent tantrums. I don't give a fuck about that. Like that that doesn't matter to me. Like that's yeah. for that's for like the people in your life that care about you to 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 deal with. Like, but the, you can't expect the outside world to like give a fuck about that because yeah, like nine times out of ten they're not. And 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 nor and should you expect that exactly. And I would imagine. That it be it would be wise for parents and loved ones to teach them that that yeah like you're special and people care about you here but outside of that door nobody gives a fuck about you and like Chris Rock said and yeah. some people in in even in this house are on the fence like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like but I think that's I think that's very adequate advice yeah I really do think I mean I don't know if that this is necessarily the background of of the kid that that got stomped out but since we're sort of on the topic, I really do think parents and loved ones and guardians do their kids a disservice by like giving them that, that, Oh, you're so special complex. I really do think it's a disservice because the real world is not going to see you like that whatsoever. And I think that's, it's a, it's a real bit of a shock. And you're in for a rude awakening. And that's why you got to just be very weary of what you do. Because, again, she wailed on his ass and stomped his ass out. And it's like, well, shit, you hit her first. And so that somewhat that somewhat correlates to, like, the next little video that we saw about the two boys in the classroom, one of which oh, yeah. appears to be homosexual. Yeah. So, like, you found that video, kind of, like, give the little backstory of how it went down, and then you commented, and, and then... Like, what were people saying about that? Yeah, so I'm guessing it went viral somewhere around the time that this kid posted this video. And the kid's name is Jordan. Um, and it was in, like, my Twitter feed. So so I was like, oh, what the hell is this? So so I watched the video, and it's two, two uh, what seems to be high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one who seems to be straight and the other one who's gay. And they're arguing. The kid says... 
Jordan's like, uh, call me that shit again. Call me that. Don't, you, know, you, you don't call me that shit. And the dude's like, what, faggot? And then he gets all in his face. And, and, <laughs> and the gay dude slaps the shit out of him. Yeah. Checks him. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's in a classroom setting. Yeah. So the students And it's one-on-one. On one. Neither yeah. of them have, like, a crowd or support behind them. It's just a strict one-on-one scenario. Yeah. Not... You see the students watching, but you see also that they're not taking sides. They're just watching this mm-hmm. show, and uh, so they're watching. Uh, he slaps he slaps the the straight kid that's calling him a faggot, and um, so then the 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 kid tries to kind of get close. the 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 straight kid tries to get close to him, kind of like seeing what the fuck. And then and then the the, the gay dude says, uh, uh, like, test me. Let's go. And then dude gets close, and then he just starts whooping his ass. Mm-hmm. So the straight dude gets his ass whooped, and then in the background you hear like I would assume is like it was like a, a, a man's voice, mm-hmm. and he seemed older, so I, I would assume it was a teacher. And uh, everyone's like, "Oh!" And then he's, "Hey, hey, Jordan, stop, stop, stop!" And and the video gets cut off, and then you saw what the comments, uh, you know. We're on the video once you watched it. You, you mm-hmm. always scroll down, especially if it's like World Star or something. Even though this wasn't World Star, uh, I found it very interesting because people automatically took sides, mm-hmm. but in 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 a way that I didn't like. Uh, they were like, "Oh, I, I like how like the teacher starts yelling out Jordan's name once he starts whooping on the kid's ass," but I mean. First of all, you don't know what the teacher's doing. What if he's, or if that yeah. even is a teacher? Yeah, or yeah, or if that even is a teacher, or or whatever. But at the same time, is like the K kid started whooping his ass. It's like at some point you gotta be all right, cool. You whooped his ass. You know, they handled it, and uh, people kind of made it seem like the the gay the the gay uh, kid was like, a victim and he should have been helped and people should have intervened before it got like that. And and my comment was, well, no, I think they both learned a valuable lesson. The gay kid understood that there's going to be times where you have to defend yourself. And then the, the kid that was trying to bully him understood that sometimes you get your ass for trying to bully motherfuckers and being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that sometimes these are situations that happen. It's just, it's just not yeah. Disney World where things get settled diplomatically, like especially in grammar school and high school. Like... These are going to be situations that your children will, will likely be a part of. And it's just sometimes they just have to happen. And and I feel like sometimes people from the outside looking in, they, they put their, they give their input without really understanding that this is just like normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's uh, now what they consider toxic masculinity, you know, but at the end of the day, these are situations that are going to happen and sometimes might need to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like get that shit out of their system and, and be able to, to, to behave like, because that, that I think those type of situations do create behavior patterns. Like you said, the one kid, he knows that, you know, because of his lifestyle or whatever the case that, there are going to be times that he's going to have to defend himself and it. Yeah. And then the other one knows now that 
well, not everybody is going to be so accepting of, of your, your torment. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I just feel, okay, so I go to the kid's Twitter, and, like, this is his fucking, like, the picture on top. Sweet like honey. This is the, the picture. Dude is just yeah, gay yeah. as the blazes. Yeah. And um, he sh- like honey. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most feminine boy. Yeah. Yet... He beat dude's ass. Is it toxic masculinity? Like, is that what you would call a, a gay dude defending himself? Like, is that toxic masculinity? Or is that just a motherfucker, like, having to just... Defend himself. Defend himself. Yeah. And that's where I feel it's it's kind of a fucked up... These terms sometimes get thrown around loosely without, like, people understanding that sometimes it's just, like, the natural course of yeah, how shit happens. There's, there's nothing masculine about dude at all. No. And he shared it. Yeah. So, like, you're sharing that you whooped the kid's ass. Like, what is, like, what, what, what I, I imagine what someone who uses these terms would, how do you term, what's the terminology for this? You know? Sweet toxic masculinity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's just like, and that this is where I feel like it's like commercial commercials like uh what was the the razor the razor Gillette. commercial yeah Gillette where it's like oh boys will be boys and stuff like that it's like well I mean why do you think someone would say that because it's so easy for you to post boys will be you know like a video where people will say that and it's like oh that shit remains unchecked but th- there's obviously characteristics that you've know that people have noticed from the jump start on what masculine is and what feminine is yep. and it's not because someone wrote the rule book it's just because it's just a natural predisposition of things you know yep and um that's just like just lessons lessons that you learn so i don't know i just feel like it was a very interesting uh, situation because people were happy for him, and and, and you know what? It, it's a good thing, and 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 people should be happy that anyone, not just because he's gay, but just anyone that's being bullied or that they defend themselves. Yeah, that 100%. they percent exactly. And it's like, well, that's that's a lesson learned. That's it. Stop trying to fucking create all these rules about what what should have been done yeah. before this situation. Always trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, one hundred percent. And now the last little video, little clip that we're going to discuss before we get into the final segment of the episode is this video that's circulating. It's on World Star. I've seen it in a few different places, and then obviously I've seen somebody post it on Twitter. And it's a video of a girl getting kissed on by an older dude. He has gray hair. Um... Uh, he's pale skin and you don't see his face you just see his back and the back of his head and she has her phone in like selfie mode and so you see him on top of her kissing her and she's just purely agonized and so what's been theorized from this video is that she's either some sort of escort or call girl or that's like a sugar daddy sugar baby type of arrangement and She's not very happy about what's about to take place or what is taking place. 
And when I saw that video, like I found myself pretty perplexed by it because obviously, like I know these things exist and these are situations that the world we live in consists of. It's just funny to me, like how embarrassing it is. Like not not to not not just the act of being in a in a situation like that. Like that's I mean, since the beginning of time, like women have been in situations like that. Like because the money is there, they're willing to put up with things that they would not normally put up with or want to put up with, and that really, I think, across the board you sort of see that in in many marriages and relationships and situations because the money is there and there's a sense of security women do and put up with a lot that they may not necessarily really want to but this is like an arrangement situation where yeah. <coughs> excuse me where there's an exchange of of funds for for rendered services and yeah you know she's she's in in clear agony agony about it jesus but you're not forced to do this it, like to me like the 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 lack of self-awareness that like whatever like material yeah. possessions that you want to obtain f- with this money i mean it's it's important to you so yeah you know what i'm saying i'm not saying you got to like love this dude or like be all into it but why are you in so much agony over something that you decided to do? Like, it's almost like you have a very unrealistic <laughs> perspective of the world, you know? Like, I wish I wish he would just give me the money without doing this to me type of shit. Yeah, actually, I was going to use an example. It's like if, if you have a job and you just start wishing that you just... I wish they would just pay me not to do anything. No, bitch. Right, like, I wish like, I could just get services. my paycheck from home, you know? Well, you can't. You got to work for what you got. And you get to choose how you work for what you got, you know. And and she does it this way. But to me, it's almost it's funny because like she looks at, she's looking at him like she's disgusted, you know. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, you're taking a video of your you prostituting yourself, and you're disgusted. <laughs> like it was. Well, I don't understand. Like. It's almost if you're just disgusted about this motherfucker and you're letting him ride you the fuck out and you're taking a video about it and sharing it and showing how disgusted you are, this makes no sense. Like, this makes you feel even more like this makes me feel disgusted. Like, what if you do this on camera in front of all these people? To yeah, see, like you had there's no shame. Yeah. What, what do you do? But, but that you are shameful. Thing, like, about? let me see what I what I commented, but I it was. <laughs> some some people got a kick out of it. Is right. uh, uh, God damn. <laughs> it's a, what's funny is that this bitch has the nerve to put her agony on display, her love for material possessions that her nothing ass can't obtain without throating Gandalf is second only to her lack of self awareness. <laughs> Disgusting indeed. But <laughs> like people, you guys got to kick out of that shit. <laughs> but but it is it is true though. Like your lack of self awareness is pretty astonishing because like you have the nerve to be disgusted with dude that's like giving you money to let him do this to you. 
and you're choosing to like operate in this manner if anything you should be pretty grateful that he's willing to do this because like not every guy would pay to lay with you yeah. shit i know i wouldn't yeah you gotta deal with gandalf the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's i mean uh, to me it's what's wrong with uh the world because just in general the attitude of you thinking that the world owes you anything and that's what it is it's very entitled yeah and, and like I, fuck i look so good why doesn't he just give me money yep and, and i mean if you think about it like on a, on a deeper level like just in, in in general if if you just operate in that mode of course you believe that you deserve a really nice car so you'll pay the money that you don't have for that car and now and now you have a, a car you know a car note yeah and then oh, oh i deserve the fucking nicest house because like look at everyone look at everyone they have nice houses and then you why does he get to have that yeah why does she get to have it because they sacrifice because they put in work for it you stupid bitch like oh oh it must be nice having the new iphone yeah it is it is <laughs> <laughs> if you guys would have seen it your face is fucking yeah it is no <laughs> but, but i mean think about it like it's just like of course people are nihilistic today see the thing about me like the like the you know how they say like motherfuckers have like white guilt or like or like uh <laughs> privilege guilt or like they they yeah. feel like the the guilt of no oh like what it is uh fucking i seen this little clip on from shameless it's a i didn't see the episode because i kind of like fell off that show but there was this clip that i saw online and it was very interesting frank gallagher He's telling one of the kids in that show, he's like, the 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 war between the haves and the have-nots rages on. And he's like, and our greatest weapon is their guilt. Like, he says something along that line. It's, like, it's very, yeah. it's like a, a poor man's intellect, but it's a very interesting, like, perspective. He's like, our greatest weapon is their guilt. Yeah. And it is true. Like, if you look at, like, all of these charities and all of these things, like like people really do, like successful people, there is like a guilt, some that yeah. have it. I don't. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, no. Like, in, like really in the sense, like, like as, as I get older and I become more successful and like I do the things I like, you know, and, and, and invest in stuff like that. Like, I do like to, like, be charitable and like, you know, I'll have stuff like old stuff that I'll, I'll give away or like. Like if I have, like for instance, like I had, um, like I got the new AirPods. So my old AirPods, I gave them away. Yeah. Like I'll do stuff like that. Or like, you know, every so often I'll give money to the Red Cross and stuff like that. But like when I hear people say shit like, oh, it must be nice. Oh, that's nice. Like I really don't feel any type of bad because one, like... Like, I've lived in a house with no heat before. So, like, you can't, yeah. like, tell me, like, anything about about nothing like that. Like, for for me to, like, feel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Like, you just, like, you, that that's not going to work on me, number one. And number two, I mean, shit. 
like fucking where were you when i was walking you know what i'm saying yeah and i mean that's that's it's a good mode of thought because i that's why if if uh if people are familiar with like the new testament old testament that's the badass part about the old testament it was just like a real cold-hearted world but it is like nothing is just like shit is fucked up and fucked up shit happens and you as a person have to deal with that and help that mold you and 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 move forward but i think the cold-hearted world is a more loving world to be honest with you like i mean like i think like the cold-hearted world is just is what it is but i i i find it like more loving in the sense that it's the reality of it these are the the moms dads friends brothers sisters that are giving you the truth and isn't the truth so much more loving than like a facade even if yeah. the facade in that moment is more comfortable, the truth is way more loving, I think. Well, well yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> the truth sometimes could hurt, but it's the truth, isn't it? And, and, and it's it's interesting that, that like, we're, we're on this because the other day I was watching King of the Hill and the episode came on because, like, I pretty much, like, that show is on a constant loop all the time. So pretty yeah. much... Like, I'll, I'll start, like, from the first season, and I'll go all the way pretty much to season seven, and then, like, the loop will start again. And I, obviously, like, I'm not, like, always, like, watching intently every episode. It's something that's, like, playing in the background while I'm cleaning yeah. or, like, reading a book or whatever. But I was I happened to be eating, and this one particular episode came on where Peggy was very conflicted about letting John, um, letting uh, Dale know about... Oh, his, yeah. his wife's affair with John Redcorn. And she was pretty much like asking Hank, like, how come he's your friend? How come you've never told him or whatever? And Hank pretty much explains to her that it'll destroy him. Like, like to learn that his son is not his and everything yeah. like that. So Hank, now that his wife presented to this, him this and he's feeling conflicted about it. He goes to his friends, well, the other friends, the ones that obviously know about it as well, and he's trying to talk to them in private. Yeah. And he's pretty much broaching them about the topic, like, hey, do you guys ever feel bad that we know about this and, like, we don't tell him? (laughs) And, like, they don't even want to, like, they're, like, in complete and utter denial. Like, no, we don't want to talk about it. Like, no, we're not supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's just a, a, a real tough situation for him. And then ultimately, when Peggy is going to tell him, she sees, like, the bond between him and his son. Well, what he thinks is his son, which is obviously not his son, (laughs) just, like, based off the appearance, you could tell that's not his child. Yeah. But she sees that and, like, the love he has and and then, like, she falls back. Yeah. And then Hank is like, so did you do it? And then she says, no, I couldn't. What are your thoughts on that? Part of me sometimes thinks, like, does he know? Because, <laughs> like, there's been episodes where it's just, like, so clear. Like, he's just so above it all that, like, like he's on, like, another level that, <laughs> yeah, I that mean, that, does... that's, that's a theory that, that the show does have. And, like, there's videos on online where, like, people talk about that, where they theorize that 
he's on 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 some other he, stuff, and they actually yeah. like theorize theorize and alludes to like that he's involved with like some chick that like the show, like you never get to like really see or oh, know shit. the chick, yeah, and and like this is his way of of like keeping his wife off his back about the other one, you know, like the one yeah. that he's. But that's like a theory. But let's just go off of face value. Yeah. Let's like yeah. like leave the like the conspiracy theories to the side. Like what do you like? What do you think about that? What do I personally think? If I was in Hank's situation, yeah. Oh no. No. Yeah. Me neither. No. Hell no. Like I and, and I would. I don't know if this is. And I guess this goes back and, to and, like oh, your oh, whole what you were saying about the Kohari. Go ahead. Because it sounds like I'm saying no. I wouldn't tell. I would tell. No, I know. Dale. That's what I'm saying. Like you, yeah. you're, I, I, you're saying no. You wouldn't operate how Hank is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way, and it goes back to the whole cold-hearted world, or like how you, how you described it. Of, yeah, like I get you love your son, you love this boy that you raised or whatever as your own or whatever. But to yeah. me, the truth is always better than than yeah. like this, like something that's not real. Yeah, I can't. Hell no. Because uh, it put put yourself in, in in Hank's shoes, it's like shit. If we were to see one of our guys, uh, wife or girlfriend, getting rotted out consistently, I mean, even the first time, really, yeah, nah, well, we don't see because in the fir- show, the first questionable thing, like yes, it's getting it's getting presented. Like I'll be like, yo, I saw this. This is exactly you know just yeah. be weary because this shit was kind of weird. Yeah, but like off the bat, I would no. It just I in my mind that shit is like hell no. I'm not letting you go down this road. Right. You know? I'm not letting you go down the road. And two, why would you not want to free your friend of a bad like like pretty much your friend is like. You know how like people they say like people construct their own prisons. It's like you got a prison of the mind, a prison of the soul, a prison of your ambition, a prison of your optimism. Like people we have these prisons, a prison of addiction, like the you know, their addictions in prison then. Yeah. And like you you have a friend that that's married and like operating like honorably and 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 doing the right thing. And like He's not being treated like with the respect and like the honor that that you feel he deserves to be treated. That's a prison, a prison yeah. that he doesn't even know he's in. Yeah. Why would you not free him of that? Yeah. So that you can like go on and like find somebody that will appreciate this and like yeah like l- leave this bitch to rot. Like why do you? Why would you? Yeah. Not, why as a friend? Why would I be okay with you being in this? And see, the thing is, too, though, like, the way we operate is a lot different than a lot of people operate in the sense that, like, we'll take the shit that we don't approve of and we'll make fun of some of our friends. Yeah. And they'll make fun of us. Yeah. Of the truth. And what that does is, like, at face value, it looks like we're being fucking complete douchebags. But... We're just telling, like, we're we're showing, like, or or uh, uh, we're showing you that, like, eh, this is fucking stupid, but whatever, like, we're gonna make fun of you, but it also should le- like let the person be aware. Also, when there's been situations where like something that could be viewed as embarrassing arise, like that shit ain't shit to us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, hey, uh, like I was having a problem with this with this girl, and like 
I don't know if I, am I being like dumb or or am I being cool about it? What do you guys think? You know, like that might be something that like a guy might not feel comfortable with being that vulnerable. Yeah. But or, like because or like expressing or displaying that level of uncertainty. Yeah. And it's like, well, shit, dude, we make fun of each other so fucking horribly. And, and and are so but like in it, it's it, almost it, like a loving no it is way. I know exactly what you're saying yeah. it, it's an act of endearment and what you're doing is without even realizing it or in some cases you are realizing it is you're creating a platform and an atmosphere where with us here in this circle there's nothing off of the table there is no problem that you can't have that you can have that we will not like like be patient with you and and walk you through and like show like the utmost love care and support because and the and how do you know that we would do that is because we're willing to like chop at you at your most like vulnerable places yeah. but that's because that's because there's a level of trust there it's it's like yeah this door is open and now it's like and and it really does it really does tone down tone down the embarrassment like you're not yeah. as embarrassed about it yeah because i mean like amongst our friends like there are like you said there are things that we've talked about amongst each other that some would find embarrassing like motherfuckers yeah. would like be like oh I, I can't talk to anybody about this or yeah. like how do i but no like there's nothing to be embarrassed about because we all have different strong suits and then that's the other thing too about making fun of one another at, about certain things yeah. is that the things that you make fun of somebody else about like you're kind of putting your own strong suits on display because like yeah it's like if a motherfucker spends a thousand dollars on like some dumb ass shit and we'd be like oh man they got your goofy ass like they yeah. got you right there what you're doing is not only are you showing your friend, hey, be more aware of how you spend your money, but also I have a strong suit here. So in the future, why don't you consult with me? Why don't you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, that's how you create a sense of community because everybody has different strong suits. Yeah. Like some people will be like, man, like I'm, I plateaued at the gym. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. no. And then, and then, like you go work out with a friend, you're like, man, motherfucker, that's all you can lift. Yeah, but that's oh, like, you but a weak ass bitch. But right there, that's him saying, like, well, like, I, this is my strong suit. Like, yeah. if you want to like lift more or do better, fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and you create a sense of community. So yeah, you're very right. The way that we operate is more conducive to being truthful and 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 sometimes. Hitting you where it hurts so that like you can wake up one hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just it's just the way the way things are sometimes. Little bit of uh or just like living in in the real world, I think would prevent a lot of the nihilism that, that exists today and a lot of the you know, the attitudes that I feel we as a generation, you know, have. So one more question before we move on to the last segment. So we're talking about this girl that's, you know, it's funny. There was a comment. It said she. They said wars have been fought over what she's giving away for an iPhone. 
That's just pretty epic. <laughs> no, but I didn't it, see it, that. Yeah, it was on World Star. But but what but, uh, but what what I found interesting about that comment and it made me think. And it's funny because sometimes comments can make you think, like they get your brain jogging. Yeah. Again, that's a like a, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had this back and forth with people before a little bit of a debate if you will i don't think that i've ever asked you this do you have more respect for you gotta like put your mind in the realm of thoughts like just kind of for a minute let's live in this world oh god God. do you have more respect for women that do shit like this chick is doing but at least and and this is just the perspective but at least she's getting money and getting something for it like like her like her foddery is at least uh producing resources versus women that are just like out there doing shit casually here and there and like get nothing from it. Like what you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what what do you have more respect for? If you had to pick If I had to pick, I obviously would have more respect for the one that at least used it as a f- way to salute free enterprise. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like I don't know. Cause at least you're operating in the mode of realism. Like, listen, I'm a thought. This is this is what I do. Yeah. As opposed to living in the gray, I feel, which a lot of these women do. It's like, well, I mean, you're neither here nor there. What are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And and that's it's so crazy you said that because that's my perspective too. Yeah. It's almost like the one that does it for the money or for the resources or whatever. It's almost like you you kind of do respect it because at least Bitch, at least I know what you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and I and I kind of I have great respect for like people. Period. That show what they are. Yeah. Good or bad, they show what they are. And and it reminds me. It reminds me of of something that uh, Steve Carell's character said in The Big Short about Ryan Gosling's character when he presents him with that opportunity to get in to in 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 uh, involved in like that whole uh, this the default swap thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, all, and all he's he's consulting with all his guys. Like they're you know they they're their own firm. They're a small group. I think it consists of three or four of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like the the one guy. He's like he's like I don't I don't like this. I don't trust him. No, I don't feel good about it. And then Steve Carell's character is like, you know what? I think he's right. And then the the one guy is like. He's everything you taught us to hate. Like, he's he's awful. Like, wh- like why? And then he's like, this guy is so into his own self-interest that you kind of respect it. Like, he's so blatant about, like, he just cares about himself. Yeah. That you sort of respect it in the sense that at least we know what he is. Yeah. Like, he... He won't be screwing us on this deal because he wants to make too much money. And and he and 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 Ryan Gosling's character says that to that guy that like kind of was skeptical about him. Yeah. And they're having a phone conversation in the movie 
and he says, he's all right, man. Like, what's the catch here? What, what what's the, what's the catch? Because he's like, like, how are you? How are you fucking us? Like, how are you getting over on us? Because we're just not seeing it. And Ryan Gosling's character, like his character in that movie is pretty badass. Like the way he acts it. He's like, no, that's just the thing. I am fucking you. He's like, I'm. He's like, I'm fucking you. Like no lube, no rubber. I'm having <laughs> yeah. my. I'm having my way with you, and I'm gonna make a lot of money. But guess what? You're gonna make a lot of money too. And am I gonna make more money than you? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make way more money than you. But I'm. But you're gonna make so much money that you're not gonna care how much more money I'm making than you. Yeah. So am I fucking you? Yes, I am for. And then, but it was. It was such a great dialogue, and yeah. that it wasn't exactly like that. Like it was, yeah. it, it was, but it was something along those lines where he's saying, "Kept it real." Like, yeah, like yeah. you know, and and touche, and, and <laughs> <laughs> your face was literally like you were on the phone with him, like oh, touche, but 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 you. How could you not respect that? Yeah. How yeah. could I not respect that you're so honest? And you're pretty much saying, yes, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. I only care about myself, but I need your investment. And in that investment, you're going to make a lot of money. I'm going to make way more than you. Hell yeah. But you're going to make so much money. You're not going to care how much more money I'm yeah. making than you. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're I'm in. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, 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 it's one of those things where like, okay. What a great ass movie. Yeah. You, you've seen it, right? Yeah, that shit. That shit was, was glorious. I think you told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, because who who directs it? Who directs it? Fuck. Uh, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. What was the... He he directed um, a bunch of Will Ferrell movies, like The Other Guys and... He did Vice too, right? No, no. Uh, Vice? Yeah. He did Vice, if I'm not mistaken. Vice? Yeah, with Dick Cheney. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He did, he yeah. Did do yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has a very good style of of, of uh, directing. And it's like he knows, yeah, how to take these these moments and really delve deep into them. Yeah, because that movie was great. I was, uh, and I remember when you told me because you said he directed the other guys. I was like, what? Yeah, this guy fucking did this. Yeah, but yes. yeah, it was uh, it was a good movie, and I, I actually. Do recommend that movie to to people who are into like the whole, I mean, s- stuff when it comes to like finances and things like that. Just so you could kind of see how shit really and, and is. And it's a pretty awesome backstory of like what caused the two thousand eight recession. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and what he says in that movie at um, Ryan Gosling's character, like the part that I was just talking about, he uses like a a Sunday analogy. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's a Sunday. He's like, yeah, I'm taking the banana. I'm taking the cherries. I'm taking the whipped cream. I'm taking the sprinkles. He's like, and I'm just leaving you the ice cream. He's like, but it's something along those lines where it's like, but it's so much ice cream or whatever. And pretty much like alluding to like what I just said. He's like, you're going to make so much money. You're not going to care that I'm like making way more than you and all of that. But it, you know, and it's badass that you said that the, the backstory, because it's kind of like, that's his strength. It was like, he'll observe the zeitgeist, but like really observe it. It's yeah. like, there's just movies that are like, 
they're gonna say, oh, this is what the movie's about. This is this is a moment in time. But he he's like justly looking into that shit. Yeah. Which that's what you get in the Big Short, and that's what you get in Vice. Yeah. You don't get a a bias look into shit. You look at a. This is like this is what this is the world exactly. This is not what I feel. I like in Vice, you could kind of tell that he didn't like dude, but at the same time, he understands why dude is like how yeah. he is. And and, 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 there, and that's real. Like that's yeah. real because there were people I remember critics in Vice that that uh, said something along the lines of, "Oh, why would Adam McKay and Christian Bale seek to humanize Dick Cheney?" Because he's a human. He's a human. Like, yeah. like, where do we live in this world? Where, well, that's that metropolitan fucking journalist shit where the only world you live in and the only people worthy of being called people or humans are the people that agree with you. No, motherfuckers, there are people that think vastly different than you and 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 they make shit happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mao was human. Hitler was human. Yeah. You know? 100%. What do you, what do you want? Like, these motherfuckers... As much as you want to call them monsters, they were human. Actually, that was what was badass about uh, the last hour. What, was it the last hour? The the movie about uh, Winston Churchill. Throughout the whole movie, the theme is I, I think is the last hour. Yeah. The final hour. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And the throughout the whole movie and like that shit. Like I kept, I peeped it, but I didn't understand why. And then you kind of pretty much said like oh this is why he did it i was like damn that is true the whole movie he's trying to like it almost come to acceptance that this motherfucker is a monster and it's like because like what else would this motherfucker be this is my enemy this is and then at the end he's just like this this man yeah which is like yeah this is a motherfucking man and yeah. we could beat him yeah and um and i think that's a very important nuance to that movie was was that like this motherfucker's human and that means that 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 we can we can we can beat him mm-hmm. even if it doesn't seem like we can and um and i think that movies that might portray bad guys is it's good that's like a human element to it you know yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. but but yeah so in that and like what Steve Carell was saying about Ryan Gosling's character is like, yeah, would I buy a car from him? No, but you know, he's so into his own self-interest that I, how I kind of trust him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that goes into like what we were talking about those women that operate like that. Now, granted, I, like, am am I? Would I take a woman like that over like a, a decent ass, you know, woman that operates in like a decent order? No, one hundred percent not. But in the realm of women that like do questionable shit, yeah. Well, yeah. How could I not respect the one that is like at least putting on display what she truly is? Yeah. Well, you said it perfectly. In the world of thoughtery. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a coined term now. Yeah. In the world of thoughtery, that that is like. At least you know what and, you're getting. And, and, and at least it shows it shows some sort of commitment. Yeah. Like, bitch, at least you're showing com- you're committed to what you're doing versus, like you said, the gray area where it's just like, like, oh, like I'm like I'm I'm this thought like I'm all fucked up. But oh, but now like I met this guy and like I want to pretend like I'm like, I oh, I never did that. I would never. You know what I'm saying? I would never. 
Yes, like, you did. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you did. did. <laughs> <laughs> Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yes, you did, Brett. Yes, you did. You tried to fuck him. <laughs> and Marcellus Wallace don't like being fucked by anybody but Mrs. Wallace. <laughs> Great ass shit. <laughs> it was perfect. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Samuel Jackson has the best voice. If I got to choose, like, uh, if I could get, like, a famous person's voice, it would be Samuel Jackson. Because he makes everything epic. What's funny, what's wild is, did you, I don't know, like, if this is in the works or whatever, but supposedly, unlike those, um, like, the Amazon devices, like, the the little, the Amazon Echo or whatever, like, there, he's going to be a voice on it. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get an Echo just for that shit. Yeah, despite the fact that they're spying on you. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. But, uh. But yeah, that's funny. You know, you know who has great commentary on that movie is uh, my old friend Darius from high school. Yeah, like his commentary because he's a big Pulp Fiction fan. Like every time I see him, like or we correspond with one another, like we talk about the movie or whatever. And it's just funny because like in that scene before uh, uh, Jules blasts dude away. And like he drinks all of his uh his his sprite. Yeah. <laughs> there is will be like always says like funny shit. Like he'd be like, Well, he ain't gonna need that where he's going. <laughs> like shit like that where it's just like I don't know, I always gotta kick out of his commentary of yeah. that movie. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's 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 good shit. Dude um, drink all that shit. Yeah. So moving on to the the next segment. Um by the way, before we move on to the next segment segment do we would we name that video boomer wins (laughs) (laughs) boomer gets his (laughs) boomer gets his with the okay boomer shit yeah but anyway yeah Yeah. my bad (laughs) what is your take on that shit anyway so pretty much it's like uh it's like hashtag yeah it's like a sarcastic yeah response to the boomers like like stuff that they did or they would say or whatever um by the way i'm gonna give you credit for netflix and chill for all that don't know we did a sketch a long time ago before netflix and netflix chill and chill uh and i forgot what we called it netflix night netflix but, night yeah. but it was basically the premise of netflix and chill and if you don't believe us I mean, the internet never lies, and the video is still up. And when you look at the date, no, 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 that that video it was never posted. Oh no! Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. I hope we have a timestamp. Yeah, I'm sure the footage has a timestamp. Yeah, because because yeah. like because like people say, yeah, okay, and then until they see that yeah. shit, yeah. So, yeah, damn, like, that's I'm, heartbreaking. You know I forgot like, that. You know, I, sometimes I feel like. Kanye is just like I don't know so much great shit we come up with it's just it's fine you can have some you can take it yo Yandy yeah it's you know leak it it's fine like like that line uh, I I love that line from Kanye it's such so big headed but it's it's the greatest shit he's like (laughs) what uh, he's like something something that means he's like that means I forgot better shit than you ever thought of yeah <laughs> you know and, and I, it's just like yeah we we forgot all about it but that's just greater than anything you've ever thought of <laughs> right so pretty worthy Um, but the OK Boomer we've we probably were amongst the first people that I've ever heard talk about that shit 
before it was a hashtag, which was, but we talked about it from a generational aspect and how the, the baby boomer generation really didn't prepare us, uh, as a generation, you know, as a generation, it was a lot of shit that like, I, I guess I'm less cynical about it though, because that there that shit didn't like work on me the 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 trickery didn't like i didn't fall for it yeah it's just kind of like when somebody tries to like one up you you only really get mad when they succeed in one upping you when like they attempt that one upping you but didn't you kind of more so laugh at it like yeah oh well I outsmarted you yet again. You, oh, so you, so you're saying like when the the, the like, people like, that are going with the OK Boomer thing, they're like they're they're bitching, but it's like, well, you're still in a shitty place. Yeah, so their sarcasm, get, their sarcasm, and their cynicism is based off of the fact that they feel affected by what like the boomers do, say, or taught them. Yeah. Versus me, like I'm not as cynical about it and I don't feel the need to be so sarcastic about it because I didn't follow into that. We like, were, like, yeah. like, like, oh, let's look and, and Aaron Clary, he has a lot of disdain for baby boomers. Like as I've like read more on his material, um, obviously I've read bachelor pad economics. Now I'm reading his other book, um, the curse of the high IQ, which I, I very much recommend. And like I've been watching more of his videos, he pretty much blames all of the world's current problems on baby boomers. And hmm. I never did, and I still don't. I see where he's coming from to some degree. See, my father's a baby boomer, but my dad did. Now I realize my dad didn't give me baby boomer advice. I thought my dad gave me baby boomer advice like i thought my dad was giving me the advice that like baby boomers give to their their kids at first but then i'm like but no i didn't do any of the shit that the like because baby boomers raised gen x and millennials yeah like those those are the the generation that they birthed two mm. fucked up ass generations yeah. like and like you could take your pick of like which one is worse yeah but but yeah, like just bad. Just guys <laughs> fucked up. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> um but the advice that my dad gave me was very much more like like the World War II generation advice. It was more like be a man, be about your purpose, be about like what you need to do, have your money in line, all of that. No woman is like above like your purpose or your cause, like nothing like that. Not even, not even family. And if you think about World War II, that was their mindset. Like these motherfuckers left their families to go die in a war. Yeah. So like, you can't tell me that like they didn't see, they didn't have causes that were bigger than their families. They walked the walk. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, so... That's so, a man... That, that's the most man shit you could do. Yeah, yeah. Like, their cause was above was above anything, like, anything personal or, or anything like that. And that's pretty much, like, the mode of operation that I was taught. Yeah. What I realized that baby boomers taught their generation... What they, I mean, not... What, what the baby boomer generation taught their offspring was stuff that like i really don't subscribe like like oh 
unquestionably go to college. That yeah. that's a big one. Credit, credit, credit. Put it all on credit. See, the way that I was taught about credit was to utilize it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Now these motherfuckers were taught to like credit is your lifeline. Credit, like yeah. credit is your lifeline. So that was something that I don't subscribe to. The whole you gotta get married. Just you got to you like marriage, marriage, family, kids. You you gotta What's get wrong married. with you. What's wrong with you? That's some baby boomer ass shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the World War II generation, they didn't have that problem because like like marriage was decent back then. Like it was yeah. like not a bad thing to do. Like you you didn't risk losing it all by getting married. Yeah, the boomer generation was the first time that you probably started seeing the keeping up with the Joneses exactly. vibe. It, it is. Aaron Clary echoes that too. Yeah. He says like like it's all and and it became more about oh they have this we need to have that and and like it, yeah. it it pretty much seems like that's when the split like where like community started detaching because now it became about me us what we have versus yeah. the World War Two is like shit we're in this together yeah. this motherfucker is gonna take over the world like we're in this shit together yeah and it does make you wonder that like maybe you do need a war or like a great enemy or a great adversary to bring people together well yeah I mean. We've we've echoed this sentiment before. <clears throat> if right now there's a spaceship, four massive spaceships, one over China, one over Russia, while one in between, like right around Europe, and then one in the Americas, we don't give a fuck about shit. Eh? That shit's pretty wild. Yeah, like that shit's just aiming, and, and we're all like, "What the fuck." You think we give a fuck about Ukraine or fucking Iran or Syria? Yeah. No, we're all like, oh, I. Uh, I'll try to see- communicate with those motherfuckers. I'll be like, listen, I could see why you want to take this <laughs> shit out. I, listen, I had reason with them. Like, <laughs> it's like, but, but like, listen, man, like, not everybody's like, like, listen to basic. You know, I'm not on that shit. <laughs> Just have you heard of Hanging with Apes? Like, the podcast? Have, you, have you heard Till It Hurts? I'm not on the shit these motherfuckers are on, man. Like, you ain't gotta... Just we, take me with we you. We can work something out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's a big-ass galaxy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> Great-ass reasoning. <laughs> and, and you somehow convince them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be great. <laughs> Just I started like, listen, man. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> First yeah. and foremost, but you know what's kind of creepy is um, I it was kind of unscripted, but the OK Boomer kind of falls in line with the 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 Michael Douglas movie we were talking about earlier. It does, it it, it does, and I'm kind of glad that you even you even brought it up. That was a a pretty good uh unexpected unscripted thing to bring up because it yeah. does it does make a lot of sense, and. I get it. Like, I get the reasoning behind why somebody would feel so, like, upset at the baby boomer generation because it was a lot of bad advice. And what Aaron Clary was saying was that I don't know how much evidence there is to support this if they did it on purpose. 
obviously they are somewhat responsible for it, but whether or not they did it on purpose was he's saying that he did. He he's saying that they did it on purpose. That they did what I'm about to say that they did on purpose okay. was that it's about to get real. That they created a situation where they could feed off of the youth. So, for instance, he's like, he's like. They were the first ones to like really start promoting divorce. They were the first ones to like jack up like the college rates and then like be all about, oh, take out student loans and everything like that. And he said that the baby boomer generation is a very, very big invested, like they're 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 investors and they're like very into like the banking industry. And he's like, what better way for the banking industry to survive? Than by like giving out all these student loans and all these things that like not even bankruptcy can get you out of. So he kind of theorizes that they created a lot of stuff to be able to pretty much keep the younger generation enslaved and like keep being able to eat off of them. Yeah. Oh, my social security, all my pension. You will never see it. Exactly. (laughs) Like, like pretty much. yeah, Yeah. Like pretty much that, like. He, that's kind of what he theorizes yeah. and it is it's uh it's interesting and then he also says they were the first generation to start with like all this divorce shit oh when you get divorced like divorce oh i'm not happy i'm not happy yeah you have the luxury to ever even feel that yeah. <laughs> and, and yet be mad that sometimes you're not happy yeah but yeah that that's it's true and, and I would dare say that from before we're talking as back as World War Two, we can even say World War One. The world has just society has become such a way more selfish place. Oh, one hundred percent. And and it's like it's it's a bit it's a bit sad because even I feel like being nihilistic is like a real egotistical thing, like. To be almost because like oh you have no hope, but like a lot of people that feel that way never earned the right to even have hope because you what did you do you know like let me give you an example um and I think you sent me the video I forgot what it was called um by seventeen ninety one L. Uh, Kanye West kind of likening the Kanye West they're like juxtaposing Kanye West album to the Joker movie yeah yeah that's a great video yes and and I'm not here to say oh fucking Arthur Fleck is the the worst person in the world we saw in the movie he had mental illness he had this he had that not everybody has mental illness yeah but at the same time where I liked and 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 thought that the video was like a good a, a very good comparison was on one side you have Kanye West maybe to some this is like ah uh, this is like uh an not an ill informed but but uh a flawed way of looking at things, right? Because if you're not Christian, you might be like, oh, well, this is what the fuck is he on, right? Yeah. But I think what 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 the video pointed out and what we actually pointed out when we when we broke down the the 
the whole album was it was less about it was less churchy and more faith and about purpose and about getting shit right with, with yeah, the world definitely like it, it wasn't uh it's very philosophical i'd yeah. say yeah and and you saw and you saw that okay well where kanye took it there's hope right you have a purpose you're working towards it as opposed to the route that someone that would take uh, on the joker side is well of course you're not listening because what purpose do you have so then that's what i mean like it's almost like you want something that you don't strive for. You know, like yeah. if I want, a, and, and this is like just, I'm just, just a basic example. If I want a six pack, like I'm not sitting on the couch playing Madden is just not going to cut it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which to an extent you see that theme kind of play out in the master, the one with Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Like, Here's a guy who kind of used uh in, in the movie it's like like a like a Scientology like religion, mm -hmm. but use it in a positive way. Because like he used it to become the master of his life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm out. Like I'm out because now I know what I fixed I, I went in lost. I came in. This shit like made me see things in a way, and maybe I don't agree with it all the way, but now I know yeah. what's needed of me. Mm -hmm. And 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 hence, at the end of the movie, dude fucking runs off, which is funny as hell. Because yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, "Where's he going?" <laughs> <laughs> and like you, you could tell that he does that coming back. Yeah. But like, I feel like deep down inside, it is kind of egotistical to just want and not work for, or or look and reflect upon like your spirit. Like, why? Why am I feeling? This? It's just like, oh, I'm just gonna. Fuck it. Yeah, and also reciprocation, I think, is key. Like, I think a lot of people want certain things and they want to be treated in a certain way. But there's no reciprocation. So, for instance, that's what builds momentum. And like momentum is what creates force and the drive to move forward. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people where, like you said, it's very selfish. It's, it's me, me, me. But then the little things, well, why don't you start reciprocating on the little good things? And like, why don't you use that to build momentum? Like, for instance, yeah. in, in the in the Joker movie, for instance. Yes, was he treated horribly? In many cases, he was treated horribly. But there were a few moments sprinkled throughout the movie where like people did seem to kind of like somewhat at least be concerned. Why not reciprocate and like use those as driving forces to build momentum? See, mm -hmm. I and, and and that's my thing about kind of like where where we came from in the conversation and like where we're going with like the whole falling down movie you know with michael douglas and then where, where we came from in terms of like the, the 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 bad advice from baby boomers and 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 the reason why people are so cynical and upset and sarcastic like oh okay boomer or whatever you say that type of shit 
is that nobody can navigate where you find the things that lift your spirit. You have to seek that out. And if you find that your spirit is not lifted, then you know, or at least you ought to know that you need to, you need to change things. You know what I'm saying? For instance, and like I say this all the time, like people, they always celebrate like, like the very standard shit. They celebrate, oh, like it's my birthday. Oh, I graduated. Oh, this, all that. Like just like the, the standard shit. And, and I'm not saying like in those moments you shouldn't celebrate but me to like what what I celebrate is when I see that somebody is genuinely better off than where they were at the beginning of this journey. So for instance, one question I ask everybody that I care about like on their birthday is what have you learned in the last year? Like what's something mm-hmm. that you've learned in the last year? Like I ask everybody that I care about that question because to me, honestly, because I care about you, that's the most important thing. Like the celebration, the cake, all of this, like it's nice, yeah. but let me be the one, let me not be like the baby boomers because it's the baby boomers that's just going to give you the cake. Oh, it's time to celebrate. No, 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 no. Be like, happy. <laughs> like I don't like, I care about you much too much to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. no, well, I, I want to know what have you learned? To me, that's a true display of care. And if I feel like you've learned something great and substantial, then now I feel like, yes, we should celebrate because this is life moving forward. This is not stagnation. But in that year, in that, that, that calendar year from the time of your, your last birthday to your next birthday, it was up to you to navigate the things that you learned. Like nobody Mm -hmm. could navigate that from you and you navigated it. And when you navigated it, you reciprocated what was good, what was presented good to you. And more people should do the same thing, like reciprocate what's good to you. Yes, stop being hung up on like what's not going right and like try to focus on like what your strong suits are and find passion, find f- find these things. And then like that's where that's where hope stems from. And in a lot of cases, religion and God could be a good way, a good vehicle to do that for a lot of people. That is a good vehicle. And like, that's pretty much what you get out of the Kanye album Mm -hmm. is that, yes, this is a vehicle and this vehicle has yielded me great benefits. I I have a family, like I have what seems to be a pretty healthy marriage by a, a pretty decent chick. I my business is taking off. My music is is well. His music been taking off, but it continues to take off. I he's on the verge of being a billionaire, or at least his company valued at a billion. Like great things yeah. are happening. Yes, purpose is what drives all of this, and God has been the vehicle uh, to that that purpose. Yeah. But also these are people or that's a person that really took time to like think about about stuff really reflect really reflect see for instance like with arthur fleck and the joker the one that i blame most of 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 where like his 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 uh his ill intent where i where it stems from i blame most of it on his mom because like she was just like all kinds of fucked up and like it was it was veiled 
with good intentions like she's like this loving mom but the yeah. reality is like she was a piece of shit but right there, if he would have reflected that, okay, well, yes, my mom is no good, but yeah. but not everybody is like this. You know what I'm saying? There could have been there could have been something different. But that's the point. Is that's like, when you create a monster. Like that's where you create a monster. You know, like a situation like that, like within yourself, because now you're looking at the world as. As a joker, that's that's what makes him so captivating. Because yeah. like, think of it this way, and this is what I meant about being egotistical. Jordan Peterson says all the time, "Is that like, you think you're not capable of what Hitler did, or you don't think you're capable of doing the worst things? Like you're out of your mind." Because like, even in, even in the Dark Knight, how he's like, uh, um, he says, well, "What does he say about madness? Is it's just one push away or something yeah. like that?" Within the same realm, it's like you don't realize it because you don't think you're not thinking about it. you're not really like self-evaluating and and also by and large you've had it easy yeah you you know what i'm saying and and people in western society especially in today's day and age by and large have had it easy and when you when you have a purpose like yeah a lot of struggles come with that but also that purpose is what deviates you from going into the final segment of like Michael Douglas, the things that he does in that movie falling down where like, because he's going through a divorce and he's unemployed and all of this, he just decides to like spaz out. Yeah. And somebody, you know, we had a conversation with somebody today and they're like, yeah, once you get in your thirties, you really, really understand that movie. And I guess essentially what he was alluding to was the pressures of being, an adult, the pressures and, yeah. and responsibilities of, of reality. But then you responded in a way that I I was like, man, that was pretty, pretty decent. And like it, you could see it like it totally like knocked dude off his square. Like he wasn't res expecting that. Yeah. And you could see that he's probably never been told anything like that. And yeah. like, you want to say what you said? Well, yeah. Cause he had asked, he had asked me or he had asked me what my age was. And then he's like, "Yeah, you'll understand." And then once, once I told him, "Oh, well, I'm 32," he's like, "Oh, all right. Well, well, don't you kind of feel kind of like, don't you understand some of that?" And like, it, it kind of knocked me off my square because it was like, "Well, no." Yeah. And and then I understood that okay, well, probably like, he he's not gonna understand why. So then that's when I was like, "Well." First of all, um, I'm a different generation than you are. And our generation made a lot of mistakes. And a lot of those mistakes I never made. I never, I observed and I avoided. And also you understood as we both did at very early ages that there were just certain mistakes that we couldn't afford to make. No, no. And, 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 and basically like we, I summarized it in, in that manner. Like this is, uh. There's just things that we we didn't go through because we we kind of we knew that it would lead to this. And fast forward to 2019, there's just a lot of things we're not going to deal with you and yeah. I. Like that, that a lot of and also we worked to be in a position where we don't have to deal with it. No, no, but but because we were kind of tormented by the. 
not understanding why it didn't make sense. And instead, yeah. see, because that, that, that was one thing that I, I do remember when we were younger, we struggled a lot with. It was kind of like a depressing state of like, I don't quite understand this. And I think I have to understand this before I make these big decisions. Yeah. So unless I'm giving a clear answer to why this is a good decision, then I don't understand why I would make this good decision and, and and also when when we would see certain people going down a certain path and we would be like like damn like almost like it's like a like it's like a party that like you're invited to but for some reason you just don't want to go like is this something telling you? and then like you feel bad because you don't want to go to that party but then, like, you wake up the next morning, you find you find out somebody shot up the party, and you're like, "Damn, that's why I didn't feel want to go." Yeah, it's like something that you don't quite, you know. I mean, think about it. You're young, you're in your twenties. You don't, you're not gonna understand everything, but you do understand that something doesn't vibe with your spirit, right? And I think that that's where we were during that time. Is like a lot of the stuff is not vibing with our spirit, and and the answers that we're getting is just not, they're not adequate. Yeah. You know, go to college because why? Because I'm gonna live by myself. How is this gonna help me? Um, it costs money. You know, it's not something that I'm gonna tell my dad. Oh, just give me money. Like, why would I ask a, another grown ass man like for money for something that I'm not sure about? Yeah. Think about it. Hey, uh, um, K Cartoon, can I borrow like ten thousand dollars for what? Oh, I just I need to find myself. <laughs> just. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> what would I give you? So that's how I rationalize it. Like, I don't feel right. You know, like maybe if I knew and, and I knew, okay, I'll make this amount of money, this. All right, cool. All right. Can, can you give me 10,000? Trust me, I got you. It'd be a different story. But it's like little things like that. When you're younger, you don't know how the fuck. Yeah. This is going to, you know, like, is this, is this the right path? And I think. Fast forward to to now, you know, uh, I would assume that a lot of a lot of people would probably be offended by our song "Basic" by yeah. the Audio Apes. And Fuck. if you haven't heard it, you should. But Fuck because, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because to get to a song like "Basic," um, yeah, it's like it. It's really like, and that, that's a pretty interesting thing to even think about. Like, if somebody was intuitive enough and they listen to the song. Be like, damn, what journey did these guys take to get to a place where, like, they feel like they can even say shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, the bravado. What the fuck? Yeah. What type of balls? Like, who yeah. do you think you are? Yeah. But we know because we, we, we <laughs> That's you know, great. while you were fucking, like, well, you even said on Mikasa <laughs> about the frat house. <laughs> no, not on, not on Mikasa. Uh, in, uh, in, uh, someone oh, someone love, love someone yeah. love, yeah. 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 What uh, it was like uh uh like while you were in the what some along the lines of like while you were in the trap house while you were in the frat house, I was in the trap house. Yeah. Obviously I've never <laughs> operated out of a trap house, but it's more of a of a It was a metaphor, a metaphor for signaling like, like the grind. Yeah. Like and, and, and if you look at it like yeah, we've been grinding, we've been saving, we've been we've been uh avoiding the potholes of life that, that slow us down. So now that it's twenty nineteen, no, we don't have college debt. No, we don't have an a thousand dollar car note. 
no, we didn't buy an overpriced, crazy-ass house because we just can't. It's not... Honestly, it's the truth. Like, we can't. Right. Like, if, if we want to work on our dreams, on the podcast, on, 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 on investing, we just can't afford all this stuff. It would be nice. Trust me. I would like a nice, like a, 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 a fast eight-cylinder Mustang. Trust me, I would. And I also would like a, a really nice mansion, too. I just, I can't, we can't, I can't afford it, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't have kids. So, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you don't have kids. What the fuck's wrong with you? Live. Well, I mean, I am living, but we're living in, in we're living in the future. Yeah. On some Howard Hughes shit, the way of the future. Yeah. The way of the future. 100%. Yeah. And it has its its trials and tribulations with that. It's, it's not like a, it's not easy, like, but it's also, it, but it also is. Because, like, it is easy when, when you dream big. Well, a lot of stuff you could stomach. Oh, okay, I, I'll, I won't do this to have this. Yeah, and then and then you realize, like, yeah, could you die today? Could you die tomorrow? Yeah, you can. But also, you could live another seventy years. Yeah, and and both are just as possible. In fact, it's actually with people living longer now, it's actually more likely that you'll live seventy years than die tomorrow. It's more likely like that that will be the case. And so, would you not rather your tomorrows be better than today? And the only way that that can happen is by a purpose and drive and and a little bit of sacrifice. And it's funny because as I get older and like I'm at this place in my life where I'm able to see age groups of where we were and also age groups of people of where we're going, but also look and recognize that actions and the things you do, like, man, does it really dictate things? Like... Can I ask you a question? Because you kind of set it up for me, and I have to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Frederick Nietzsche, or however you say his last name, um, he has this thing, uh, this thought experiment called re- eternal recurrence. Mm-hmm. And I guess with what you're saying, it goes hand in hand. Do you think, like, if you were to use that thought experiment for your life, which is eternal recurrence, which means that Whatever life you live until the end, once it ends, it's like you relive the same life, you relive the same moments, you relive the same choices. How, how I guess, how would you feel currently if if that thought experiment was was real life and that's what would happen in your life? Well, I do think that it is real. Like I, like the whole like idea of like reliving. I don't look at it like you're living and dying and being born again and reliving. I look at it more like you're going to go through these cycles that make you see, feel, and recognize feelings and emotions and environments and circumstances and situations that you've felt before. Yeah. Like a situation with a girl you're into or a situation involving money or a situation involving people that are close to you or situations involving people that are not that close to you, like all of these things. And then as you relive these moments, 
you do better. And like, I mean, if you're going in the right direction and you and, and growth has been displayed, these things, it does become easier and it, it's less of a, it's less of a challenge. Like, like for instance, I remember like when we were, when we were younger, like in our late teens, early twenties, Like I, I was never really into. Neither were you. Should neither were like any of our real close friends into like the whole like party and like drinking thing, and mm-hmm. and all of that. And I realized like to this day, I'm still like rather uncomfortable in that environment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like I'm still like oh like uh, like I don't I just don't. And then I look at our friends that were comfortable in that environment or, or like not the close friends, but like the people that we know that were comfortable in that environment. And like, they're still sort of searching for the answers that we found a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think the reason why they're searching for those answers is because certain environments and certain things are really just ways to like pass the time as 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 um as peaceful as as possible no. because they're 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 trying to avoid the inevitable war that they have to have within themselves. Yeah. I think guys like you, me, Donnell, like our close friends, Vince, I think we were never scared of that war. Like I don't think that war ever like really phased us. It's like something that we just kind of accepted that like you have to go through. And in those wars and in those conflicts, you realize the people that are very important and close to you. And you realize that like all of these like big parties and like all of these things with all of these people, most of them won't be there. <laughs> and like, you know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is just like all of you are kind of just like operating like in an like in an opioid state. It's like a motherfucker that's like on methadone. Like if Eventually, like if you really want to get off heroin, methadone is not the answer. Like it, you're gonna have to get off both of that shit. Like yeah. you have to wean yourself off of it for a better life. If that's what you care about, like if you don't care about that, well then like live it up, do whatever you want to do. My only thing is that I just don't want to hear you complain. You don't have no room to complain and 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 that's where it goes back to like the whole thing about you haven't worked for hope. You haven't. You haven't worked for hope and like just like you should you should understand that because you didn't you weren't like really reflecting on anything. And mm-hmm. so and so where us like like the, the like and you said like the the these these reoccurring situations and like that feeling of it they start to become things that you learn and like it, it, it creates a solid foundation for yourself. And then you go on and you move forward and then it's new and new experiences, but always with like that touch of the old and that touch of what you've learned. And, and then, you know, you go from there. Yeah. Great ass answer. Yeah. So that's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep listening. Keep sharing. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. 
If we talk about anything that you know somebody would be interested in, share it with them. Text it to them. Email it to them. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.